Hey, Karen. And a belated happy birthday to my favorite podcast co-host who turned 21 this weekend. <laughs> I know, finally legal. <laughs> All those times I showed up on the podcast drunk, I was doing it again. <laughs> I was fighting the law. In fairness, I never actually know when that is. So I believe that it never happened. What, you never actually know when I'm drunk? Yeah, or when I turn exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> when you try <laughs> Um, 21 times a few. Well, I mean, not that many guys. Calm down. Well, um, I finally, I did, I did finish my cake tonight, which I'm kind of sad about. What kind of cake was it? Don't All tell right. me you baked it yourself. No, I did okay, not. Okay. So I got, I did that one year though. Um, so <laughs> sad. Didn't I do that last year? Is that what you're referring to? I feel like that was I can't year. remember. Last year at this point is a blur. I know last year is a blur. Well, no. So, um. So we had, okay, so my birthday was Saturday and my dad comes for dinner on Sundays. And so usually he brings a cake for my birthday. Like when he comes to see me for like whatever around my birthday, he brings a birthday cake. So on my birthday, birthday, I said to Anthony, don't get a big cake. Just get like, cause you know, at the supermarket, they have the smaller cakes Yeah, Be- because like, I was like, we're going to eat cake for like three weeks. And like, you know. Yeah, because you're not hosting a party. Right. And so he's not really eating sugar. Sid doesn't really eat sugar all that much. I am a sugar addict these days. So I just don't <laughs> want it like sitting around the house. That's so I, kind of how know, we are. Because I'll fucking eat it. Right. Right. So I was like, so just get the small cake. So he ended up getting two small cakes, which was fine. Because he was like, well, I wanted to have another cake just in case your dad doesn't bring one. And I was like, oh, please, my dad is totally going to bring a cake. And now let me just preface this by saying my dad, well, my dad's, I don't know, my step monster. I don't like, they're not married, but and I don't really like her, your, but your dad's significant other. My dad's, dad's person partner. who yeah. he hangs out with, even though it makes me roll my eyes. Um, she actually, she's the one that actually like goes and picks up a cake and tells him where to go for it. And they get it at this like really amazing Italian bakery. So it is an amazing cake. And it is like one of those cakes that you like look forward to every yeah, year. Yeah, it's something you, you look forward to. Yeah. Only have it once a year. You know how good it's going to be, right? He shows up without the fucking cake. Mm-hmm. So I did not get to have the cake that is my favorite cake. However, we did have the spare. It's kind of like the air on the spare. We <laughs> did have the spare, um, and which I didn't think that I was going to like because it was like chocolate on top of chocolate. And usually I'm not like the person that likes a lot of chocolate. A little chocolate, good. A lot of chocolate, not so much. This chocolate cake was so fucking good. I was like... I was like, oh my God, I can't stop eating it. So anyway, I, so it was like this little mini chocolate cake and I finally finished it. Sounds great to it me. Really, really good. You didn't take a picture of it by chance, did you? Oh God, no, I just ate it. Mm, fair. <laughs> um, well, Sorry. I say pick a weekend or random night, whatever, and treat yourself to that Italian bakery cake. I know, but it's like a real, it's like an actual like cake size cake. So it's one of those things where I'm like, like I said, pick yourself one weekend to just treat yourself and say, fuck it. And okay, if 
you don't finish it or you don't want it sitting around for two and a half weeks, then throw some of it out or give I it know. to someone else. It's just so painful to see it sitting in I know. I mean, we don't throw any food out. I Although I, I think we have some pineapple that's gone bad, but that's different. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, the cake, the cake doesn't get thrown out. You don't throw out the cake. Um. So, yeah. But it was it was lovely. And I went to um, the Newport Art Museum, Newport Museum of Art. I can't remember what it's called. Um, first of all, like who knew Newport had an art museum? I only know about the mansions. Right. And it was wonderful. How nice. I know. I was a little bit surprised. I was kind of expecting like Yankee Blue Bloods, like a lot of Gilbert Stewart. You sure, know? And there was sure, yes. a Gilbert Stewart. But they had some really like their their rotating exhibits were actually really good and really interesting and not at all stuffy. Oh, that's great. I good know. for you. I know. So I like it when that happens. I know. It is nice when that happens. Yeah. So speaking of stuffy. Oh. Ooh. I don't know. This is like a bad segue. because I, that's our, I was going to say that stuffy. is our transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, only because like I don't think that. That word comes to mind when I think of where we are, but but you may be opening my eyes to a new angle. No, it's really not stuffy, but I mean, we had to segue somehow. We are at season six, episode 23, Too Romantic for Words, which I guess they're talking about, I don't know, all of the above? I guess, I mean, my words are not romantic at all, but that's, you know, potato, potato. Uh, potato, potato. So, um, yeah, I did no. something... Not dumb, because I didn't know, but then I lazed out at the last minute. So I realized in taking notes, this is one that actually could have been fine to just go completely chronological order of the episode, because there are like little ways in which characters like cross over, but not major storyline ways. So I didn't end up reordering them. I have them sectioned off as I've been doing by like the different characters' threads. Oh, um, okay. So that's kind of how I'm going to be taking us through it as usual. But but there are times where I might reference something that's like, well, and this also happened and we'll talk about that in a sec or, or, or vice versa, um, if that makes sense. Should, okay. still be, should still be sensible enough to, to guide us uh, through here. Whatever we do here, it can't be as bad as the episode. <gasps> oh, oh, Karen has just tipped her hat, fellas. Oh. Um, I may have liked the episode more than you then. Here's the thing. Okay. Alyssa and I watch it, and until recently, it was she was always like, yeah, it's really bad. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty bad. And then the last couple episodes, I'm like, Ugh, this one was bad, right? And she was like, I liked it. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. So, um, I mean, like, she's not loving it. She's not like any of these episodes are Citizen Kane. But um, I think, like, there are, I think she is finding it less palatable? painful than you are. Palatable, palatable yes. Maybe? Yeah, I think she would agree. Speaking okay. for it, but I think she would agree. Um, I don't know. Okay, so, uh, um, I didn't, I mean, we're not in season four territory here. I just want to point that out. But I think, I think this just felt, I don't know, I'm feeling bored. Yeah, I mean, don't you just feel like no one's really trying that hard and no one cares? Yeah, and the storylines are now, are now really feeling played out. Um, you know, like, I think, okay, for example, let's just take an example of Megan and Michael. 
Um, and they keep... we've cycled through this. Like we don't need any more with them, right? Yes. So yeah. it's either Megan is going to leave Coop for Michael, or have a nice day, right? Because they keep going to this thing with Megan and Michael. It's like, and and, and that's all they're giving her, and it never amounts to anything. So let's just move on. Um, yeah. y- y- you know, it's like stuff like that, um, where it just feels like the the story. Some storylines are just completely played out. You know, and even like Peter and Lexi were starting to also now play that that card is being dealt one too many times. Um, and I'm I'm kind of feeling that way with just about all of the storylines, with the exception of Sam and Billy. However, I am getting sick of Mr. Baseball Player and Sam. I should say, sorry, not Sam, Jennifer and Billy. Yes. But Sam and the baseball player, what's his name? Jeff Baylor. Jeff Jeff Baylor. Like, I'm tired of them. Yeah, I mean, you've summed everything up for me. So good night. Good night. We're we're done. (laughs) Like, I mean, you know. I agree with every single thing that you've said. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just was kind of like watching this, like, and I didn't like actively hate it, but I was like, man, this is boring. Yeah. I feel like in the early seasons, like there was never a dull moment. And even if stuff didn't always make sense, or of course, like, wasn't realistic, like, there was an engine that was continuously driving through every story, every season. And now it's like a merry-go-round, right? It's like, we have our players, we have their personality types, it's like, you know, every so often one of them is going to say or do this, so we're just going to keep having them say or do this. And typically, like, link up and do it with the same person. And it's like, no, no, have it be a real roller coaster ride. Yeah, yeah. Because there are no stakes anymore, right? No, there so aren't. As soon as we, as soon as you, as soon as like Peter and Lexi break up, you know they're going to get back together because they've been down this road about 16 times. Yeah. You know, and the only, the only relationship I'm questioning right now is Amanda and Kyle. And even that is annoying me because I think like it's just stupid. It, it, I mean, at this point now, it is stupid. Um, yeah, let's let's dive in. Yeah. So we can be done, and then okay. we can talk more. You know, we can. Uh, we can rip them apart more. Exp- explicate <laughs> the whole season. Uh, okay. So we'll start with Billy, because remember he was at the hotel, and that's when he and Jennifer went to bed, went to the room together, went to bed. Right. So now he wakes up and he's feeling guilty. Is this cold and, open, by the way? I don't remember. Cold open. Yeah, it, first, it was first cold. thing we see. It was yeah. cold. Okay. Um, and you know Jennifer's like, well, now don't be guilty, but things have changed now, and and he's like, well, I'm still married to Sam. I need to go find Sam, and he thinks she is in San Diego. I mean, she is in San Diego, but um, he wants to go to her. And Sam is like, excuse me, Jennifer is like, don't tell Sam. Um, and he's like, I have to find her. And she says, you really have to play this carefully. And I don't want either of us to look back on this as a bad thing. So she makes him keep it a secret to himself. Right. When we cut to the big suite where Jeff and Samantha are, um, and he's got, I mean, He's basically just got like croissants and bagels for her, which is nice, but he's like really talking it up. Um, and it's like, you can order all the capers in the world. Like, it's still just sour. But um, 
or bitter, I should say. But like he pushes this intimation that like the two of them are going to get married, and she's like non-responsive to that. Um, like she's she loves being with Jeff, and, but she doesn't want to be the bad girl and leave Billy at this point. So she calls home. And she gets the voicemail, because of course Billy is not in the apartment either, and we see the phone, which is right by a framed photo of their wedding. Um, yeah. Which <laughs> Alyssa was like, is that even what her hair looked like at the wedding? And I honestly don't remember. I have no idea. Um, and so then Billy and Jennifer do like a walk of shame. They do like a walk from the parked car of shame into the apartment. She's just a few steps behind yeah, she's him. Kind of lagging behind. Yeah. And so first Megan is on her way to work and she walks out and sees Billy. And I guess he looks all bedraggled and she says, are you okay, Billy? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And then she sees Jennifer right behind her and she kind of sizes her up. Um, and then Jennifer goes, she goes up to her apartment and Megan turns around to follow her and they have a talk. Um, and Jennifer tells Megan the truth without telling her the part about Samantha also being unfaithful to Billy. And, and Megan's like, you need to stay away. Um, and, and while she is there, Samantha calls Jennifer to find out what happened at the advertising awards thing that she had bailed out on and ask Jennifer to accompany Billy too. Um, but of course, Jennifer's head is elsewhere. So she thinks Sam is like, what happened last night between the two of you? She's like, what do you mean? Sam clarifies. And she was like, oh yeah, yeah, Billy won. And Sam is like, oh, we have to do something really nice for him um, at work to celebrate. And I want you to be a part of it because obviously you were there with him last night. Um, and before Megan leaves, she's like, she says, remember, you will never take her place. And then mm-hmm. to herself, well, Jennifer says to Megan, but Megan has left. So she says it aloud to herself. She's like, well, things happen or things change. Yeah. Um, so she's still got her eyes set on Billy. She got her eyes on the prize. I mean, I don't want to call Billy the prize, but Billy is like acting the best of anyone these days, even in his infidelity. Yeah. Um, and they do that mini outdoor celebration i don't even know where they are it's not like they're in the parking lot uh i don't know that there's a garden at amanda woodward advertising but anyway and i mean like it was very covid friendly if you're doing it outside (laughs) it was um there was no social distancing oh that's for sure i don't mean like it didn't exist yet it didn't i just mean like they weren't um and so, like, Samantha's, like, giving a little speech to Billy, and then Jennifer shows up kind of late and on her own and looks a little uncomfortable. Um, and, like, Samantha goes and tells Billy, and she, like, kisses him, and she's like, make a speech, and he's like, no, don't do this in front of all these people, and that's, like, kind of it. Yeah. Um, and then later, Sam is having another of those private conversations with Jennifer, and she's like, Jeff wants to marry me, and she's like, I'm trying to run away from a marriage, but I'm also trying to save it. I don't know what to do, and it's like, poor you. Yeah. Um, and Jennifer says, you have to make a choice. And then Jennifer's like, I think you should leave Billy, which, I mean, of course you would say that at this point. Um, but you know what I have to say just speaking as like the friend like even if she wasn't having an affair with Billy I think she should leave Billy I don't at this point there's not a reason to stay right like you have a thing that you really like 
to move on to. This guy is crazy about you. For whatever reason, even though you're already married to Billy, it's still a fresh marriage and it's not working. Like you're, you found yourself after the fact to be incompatible and you've got a good thing waiting for you. So yes, leave. Right. Like, it, like, cause she's not doing herself or Billy any favors. And I actually think that Jennifer says something to that effect. And she I was, does, I think. yeah. And I was kind of like listening to it and I was like, I know she's got an ulterior motive, right? but I can't say she's wrong. She's in this not, instance. yeah, she's, she's biased, but she's also right. Yeah, like she she is biased, but yeah, she's also right. Like she, like Sam is not doing anybody any favors. No, especially us by staying on the show. Yeah, so keep going. Like go. Yeah. Go. Yeah, go. Um and so we'll talk more about Amanda, but like too long don't read like she's real sulky and broody and uh, like nasty in this episode. And Billy and Amanda are in their office like kind of discussing their love and marriage woes and Amanda's talking a little bit about how her marriage is kind of over right when Sam walks in. Um, And she's like, well, I can't stay. Uh, I have to meet a client for lunch. And then she leaves and Billy's like, doesn't she strike you as being a little too excited to have lunch with an old client like this? And Amanda kind of plays dumb and is also kind of mean to Billy. So he just sort of picks up and leaves yeah because um, that was when sam had gotten the call from jeff and he was like you have to come see me right now i need to see you you have to see me get out get out you know and she oh was, yeah, I, yeah. Don't know if I, I don't know if i had written that down elsewhere or i just yeah, skipped over she, it so yeah yeah we, you know yeah, yeah 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 um and we'll talk a little bit more about like uh, amanda and sam but but that's where we are and then we do cut to Jeff and Sam at lunch. They're like out in the open and kissing. Um, And and I thought for sure that like someone was going to stumble upon them or take a photo of them or something, but that doesn't seem to be what happened. And that never, because there was no payoff there because they have them like behaving like honeymoon, honeymooners. Yeah. Um, And reckless, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they can't keep their paws off each other. And you know that it can't be too far from the ad agency because it's lunch. And I was totally, and even Sam is like, don't somebody might see us and i'm like oh, okay that's the tip you off think for it's sure. foreshadowed yeah, yeah yeah nobody sees them right meanwhile uh billy comes knocking comes over to jennifer's um and he's like i don't want to give you the wrong idea that night together meant a lot to me and she's like well it is nice to hear you say it out loud uh and then they start kissing more but then he stops himself and leaves yeah so i don't know I really like Billy and Jennifer together. Yeah, I really do too. Um, and I just want Sam out of the picture. Yeah. Because she um, sucks. Yeah, she does. She sucks and we're moving on. Um, okay, so I am going to talk about... Well, I'm going to start our talk about Michael and Megan and Coop and Peter and Lexi. Okay. But but know that there will be some Peter Lexi stuff that I save for the end. Okay. So if you, it seems like I'm skipping over something or it's not making sense, obviously, as always, interject and save the day. Um, but it may be because I'm saving it for, for later. But okay. okay, we start with Lexi is still staying at Coop's, which is Matt's old apartment. And Peter is still in his big ass house on the marina. So um, Good, not for long. They, 
apparently had a nice dinner out and he's walking her back from dinner to Coop's apartment. Um, and they seem to have had a, like a good night. And so then like they go inside together and I'm like, but where is Coop? And then we get our answer. Um, Coop is helping out at Michael's clinic because one of the things I didn't say before is that because Michael is like tied to taking care of Taylor and we'll talk about that a bit more. Um, he like calls a hail Mary, um, for with Megan and asked her to go and like mind the clinic. But what apparently happened is like sick people came to the clinic and then she had to call an actual doctor. So, Coop is at Michael's clinic. Um, Michael shows up late and is not appreciative that Coop had actually come in and saved the day. Um, And so then there's this kind of like pissing contest between the two men. Coop tells Megan, why do you let him talk you into doing all these things? And then right in front of Coop, Michael asks Megan for the two of them to go out for a drink together. So then the next thing we have is Coop throttling Michael, like yeah. slams him up against the walls. Looks like he's going to choke him. Um, and, you know, they she gets him off him and Coop is like, you just can't shake him. And he walks off. And then like the button on the scene is Michael asks Megan again if she wants to go out for a drink. So. I don't think they go out, but we move on. Um, And the next morning, Peter and um, Lexi wake up in bed together at Lexi and Coop's apartment at Melrose. Peter has overslept, and now he's getting ready, and he's late. And I'm like, okay, if you and Lexi are together, like, why aren't you going back to your house? Um, And the bedroom door is even open, so I'm like, is Coop even in this apartment? Like, what exactly is happening? I think it's, I think it's Lexi's apartment now, because didn't Coop get the apartment from him and Megan? That's what it it was, okay. Yeah. They moved into the one remaining open one, which is, I guess, was where Brooke and Billy had been living. I I can't keep track. Craig's. Oh, it was, you're right, it's the same one. Right. Yeah, it was it was empty because of Craig. How I say how quickly the show forgets how quickly I forget. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> you and the writers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm just as lazy. Um, but you're right. That makes sense. And then we see Peter and Lexi leave the apartment during the courtyard and they bump into Coop and Megan. And it's like for no great reason, just because it's kind of awkward because these couples have shuffled. Um, and right then Amanda comes back from a run and is just generally nasty yeah, to all of them. Very and, unpleasant. This and then they all sort of leave and Kyle has come downstairs from his apartment. Um, and, and they have a moment. So I'll get back to that later. Um, Meanwhile, Coop brings champagne to Megan at work. It's like 1130 or something. She says it's not even noon. And he's like, well, what is the point of this? And he's like a toast to the most beautiful and compassionate person in the world. And he says something about it being their six-month anniversary. And she's like, I think it's four and a half months, actually, which either way, with the Melrose time warp, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, Could be four, could be six, could be 20 years. Yeah, How do we know? Quite really good. Um, he brings up his explosion at the clinic, and she's like, Yeah, it's not really a big deal. Um, you know, I know Michael drives people crazy, and I think she says there's too many relationship ghosts around them. Maybe yeah. he says it. I can't remember now. Um, and I'm like, Well, you could move. Oh, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> sort of, yes. 
Um, there is a scene where Michael is talking to Jennifer at the upstairs about Megan, and he still thinks he has a chance with her, and he's very optimistic about it. Yeah. And then we move on. And Jennifer's um, like, leave the poor woman alone. Yeah. Which I really like. Yeah. Like, she's like, stop it. Megan doesn't deserve this. <laughs> so, correct me. So... Coop and Megan are living in Craig's old place and Lexi is in Matt's old place. And now Jennifer has her place to herself. I think so. Yes. Her place is Joe's old place. Joe's, which at one point was Sid's old place. It's both. Because I always thought it's the one that's next door to Kyle's, right? Kyle, I think, I think Kyle, I think Kyle's in Joe's old place. I think Jennifer is in Sid's old apartment and Taylor is downstairs in Jake's old place. Okay. Taylor's in Jake's. Now it's so hard to tell who's in what. So who is in Jane's now that Craig is dead? That's Coop and Megan are there. That's Coop and Megan. So, okay. That's Coop and Megan. So the one upstairs where Billy and Brooke used to be and where Craig had lived at one point is I think now vacant. Yeah, so then who, so, okay, and so who's in, is Kyle, actually, I think Kyle might be in, um, Daphne Zuniga's. Yeah, he's in Joe's, Kyle's in in Joe's. Because she had the two bedroom. Yeah. And... And and Sid's place was either like a studio or one bedroom. It was smaller. I think it was was a one bed. And Megan was sleeping on the couch. Right. Right. So, okay. Jesus. That was hard. You know, it's hard to play geography because they're not doing a good job of really showing us the layout of who's going where. Anyway. I know, and I feel like every time somebody goes upstairs, it's it's like interchangeable. Who? Yeah, it does feel is. that way. Yeah. yeah. It feels anyway, like they're guys. going up the same staircase, and they're just saying, "Well, it's or the coming other down one. the same staircase." Yeah, 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 yeah. it def- it does. Um, but alas. Uh, we move on. Peter and Lexi are together. They're in his car. Um, and he takes her to a new condo that he bought in both of their names. So he took a page from that too many ghosts things. And he was like, yeah, there's like too much history in the old place. So I bought this new one for both of us. And of course her response is to not have any of it. She's like, it's so typical of you to make this decision for both of us. She was like, I was happy in that crappy apartment. So goodbye. Cause Lexi has to be annoyed. Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, I'm like, actually that's kind of a nice place. I mean, I wasn't down with the furniture, but it seemed like very, Oh, strange. he even offered so that she could redecorate the whole thing. Yes. Did he was like read and I was just like who like wakes up the like it was like literally woke up in the morning walked through the courtyard and then suddenly he's a new homeowner yeah like wow yeah he was like I was able to move quick because of a lease something or other that I didn't care to pay attention to and write down um and he's like and here I am and I own it pretty wild right so now we have a new development. Coop tells Megan that he is up for a new role at a clinic or hospital in Philadelphia. Um, And someone is going to come out to L.A. to do an interview that he thinks is maybe just a formality. So if it all works out, then he'll have this job in Philly and he wants them to move out there together. Because he's apparently the only one with a brain with like, you got to get off of Melrose Place. You got to go. Maybe not a heart, but a brain, a functioning brain. You got to go. And yeah. so Megan's like, okay. And like, 
she's amused and knows how to assert herself without just being an outright kind of like shrew like Lexi is. And she's like, and what if I say I don't want to move and you get the job? And he's like, well, I'm not going to move without you, so then I won't, which is the right answer for her. Everyone's going about things in the wrong order. They're not having conversations at the right time, but Coop and Megan seem to be on the right, on the same page right now. Right. Um, and then I don't know where they are, but Megan is out jogging somewhere in Los Angeles and Michael was able to catch up to her, um, for the express purpose of telling her that she shouldn't move back East. He's like, I'm from the East coast. There's nothing there. And then he kisses her to show her that like, they've still got it. And she shouldn't stay and she shouldn't move with Coop. She should stay and be with Michael. Um, he's like, you can't tell me you felt nothing. Um, and she's like, I felt nothing. And now you've just made up my mind for me. Thanks. Right. Um, and then we do this gauzy split screen thing where because it's so out of character for the show. They don't yeah, do this it was thing. So weird. And um, Lexi calls Peter, who's like alone in his pajamas, which I just feel like Peter wouldn't really wear pajamas. Um, and and this is where they're trying to introduce something new. So. She's like, the mess with my dad and Amanda still lurking in the background has made me a little messed up, but I want us to have dinner. I'm going to make you dinner. And he says, like, okay, I'll come to the apartment. She goes, no, I'll make it at our new place. So, okay, signs seem to point to things moving in the right direction again. Um, And we get, like, a short scene that I remember at the time also thinking was kind of cute. Um, We're back with Michael at the clinic, and, and Taylor shows up here. Um, we'll talk about her a little bit more, but I put it in this section and didn't reorder it. Kyle seems to be able to be putting some clues together. And, uh, Michael was like, whatever happens, deny it, deny it all. He's like, and I have some left of a burrito. Do you want it? And this like splitting a burrito. And she's like, how come people like us always get the short end of the stick? And he's like, I know we do, but we won't in the end or something like that. And it's like a fun scene. It's cute. It's just too bad that like these two characters paths cross when both of them are in the middle of like kind of dreadful pointless dead end storylines. Um, but I did like that moment between Michael and Taylor. Uh, that's that until we pick up with Amanda and Kyle with some Taylor Peter stuff in there. Unless you think I have so far neglected anything relevant to our other peeps. No, I think you're good. We move on. So Amanda has already decided that being so guilt-ridden for apparently having caused Christine's suicide, like, she needs to basically rid herself of everything in the world that is any fun and of the people that might benefit from her company. So she's like, this marriage with Kyle is over. She's apparently left early to go to work. Um, So Kyle comes to see her at work and she keeps insisting that the marriage was over. And this has really made her see who she is now. Like she's just a big poison for everyone. So she keeps trying to push him away. And finally he does leave. Um, and she takes her ring off. Um, and he had asked her to come to the upstairs, uh, that night and she doesn't. Um, and so he calls work and Sam is in the office with her and Sam answers and she's bad at lying for Amanda, but Amanda also didn't, 
prep her ahead of time to right. say, if Kyle calls, tell him I'm with a client or whatever. So, you know, Sam is like, yeah, she's right here. Oh, I mean, she just stepped out. Yeah, she's in a meeting with clients. Yeah, she's <laughs> on the moon. Like, whatever. Um, so Kyle's like, you're a terrible liar. Fine. Um, and then Amanda starts getting really dark. And, and you know, like because Sam's like, I didn't know things were bad between you and Kyle. And she's like, you know what, Sam, you should just go home. And Sam's like, no, you can talk to me. We're friends. And she goes, I have no friends. And she, like, sort of quasi-threatens Sam about, like, I know yeah. about the affair. Uh, I have this information, like, just leave. So backed into a corner, Samantha leaves. And um, that moment of awkwardness in where everyone sort of stumbled into each other in the courtyard and Amanda was nasty. And then Kyle came downstairs. This is the morning after that. And he's like, look, I got your message, but I still love you. Just remember marriage is forever to which Alyssa immediately said, have you seen this show? <laughs> Fair point. Marriage is not forever on at Melrose place. Um, and that's when we do get, uh, a scene with Taylor at Michael's. So she's been convalescing. She had a concussion after Nick was about to murder her and Michael stumbled into everything. And, you know, now she's like making lemonade out of lemons. You know, she's, she's been AWOL at work and she's just been like letting Michael take care of her. And she's like, I'm still not feeling good. He's like, yeah, I saw you running on the beach yesterday. And she's like, yeah, but Nick might still be out there looking for me. So you can't kick me out. Um, and and that's when he calls Megan is like, I need someone to cover me at the clinic. Right. Um, so that's when she was like, you better not let me down. And of course, he let her down. And that's why she had to reach out to Coop. Um, and at one point, the the chef Mario is asking about Taylor. And because she's been gone a few days, no one really knows where she is. And, and Michael is walking by over here. So he goes, oh, don't worry. She's fine, which is a surprise for Kyle. Um, but before Kyle really has a chance to ask Michael about anything, he gets this netter, netter, he gets a letter from Nick and Nick is like, I mean, they really should have read this whole thing out loud because it's so eye opening. And there's so many question marks. If you get this out of the blue, remember Kyle's not heard from Nick in over a year and they're not friends. And Nick is like, yeah, I'm sorry about Taylor being dead. Which is like, what? What are you talking about? But then the next thing that happens is Taylor shows up at the restaurant, and she's just vaguely like, "Yeah, oh, I was, I was just spending time with a friend for a few days." Yeah, and it was like, "And Kyle, that's none of your business who this friend is." You know, it was yeah. sort of like, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, like there's so many different ways they could have played this out, but this is how they choose to play it. Yeah, this is what we did. Um, and so then. Kyle's upstairs in his office at the upstairs when Taylor shows up and she sees them going through Christine's belongings from the hotel motel. Um, and he's like, just get out. This is none of your business. He goes, you have caused me more unhappiness than anyone right around this time. Jennifer comes in um, just to hear Taylor say that she's turned over a new leaf. And then Taylor, Jennifer takes Taylor's side and she's like, Kyle, it's really not healthy for you to going to be going through all of Christine's stuff. Um, and Taylor's like, yeah, Jennifer agrees with me. And Kyle's like, look, you and I can talk business, but that's it. And Taylor leaves, but not before she's like, I still love you. Um, so Kyle's left alone with Jennifer 
And Kyle's like, I know that there is a connection between all this stuff in Christine's motel and that letter I got from Nick that doesn't make any sense. And then Jennifer puts on her Nancy Drew hat. Yes, because all of a sudden it was like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. But also, like, she really looks like Velma or whoever. Again, third episode and no one has said anything about her hair. Just saying. Um, And then she's like, oh, you're going through all these things. Are there any bills? And he's like, you know, there are. And they call the, they, they find the phone a bill. phone number of another, of another hotel or another right. motel. So Kyle calls Nick's motel and finds out that Nick had been there for this long period and checked out a couple days ago. So at the very least, Kyle knows that Nick, for the first time out of nowhere, was in town. Right. So now, so, like, you know, now the Scooby-Doo hats are on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the math is, like, simple arithmetic, but, yeah, the Scooby-Doo hats are on. It's really one plus one plus one equals three. Equals and Kyle's three. next uh, equals Scooby. So Kyle's next stop is to knock on Taylor's door, and she's like, oh, come on in. I'm watching Judge Judy, and she's about to hand it to someone. Come in and watch. Um, and he basically repeats everything that we've just saw him figure out. Um he shows her all of his cards and she just plays dumb. She's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, which is right. basically, and I said this to Alyssa, this is actually how Lisa Rinna acts on the housewives show. She like really? throws darts at all these people and like throws people under the bus all the time. And then the next time she's there, she's like, Oh, did I do that? Oh no, I didn't remember saying that. Oh no, I didn't remember any of that happening. It's like her new thing. Cause she's trying to be a sniper from the side as opposed to being the big bully that you see in action. Anyway, interesting. Anyway, shades of current Rinna in Old Taylor. Um, so Amanda, who's going through a lot, but is also like, who cares about broody Amanda? Um, she comes to Peter as like an objective source. And she's like, I feel like there is poison in me. Is, can you do something? Is there a prescription you can give me? And he's like, you don't need a prescription. You just need to do the work. He's like, you just need to deal with your problems head on. She goes, I've ruined things with Kyle and I can't face him. And and he's like, you need to talk to him. And she goes, I need you just to be with me tonight. So Peter calls Lexi, who's got like this big candlelit dinner. Like it looks like the Phantom of the Opera's lair. She's wearing lingerie. She's got this whole romantic scene set up. Um, and after all the times Peter has lied, including to Lexi, this is the one time he tells the truth. He's like, Amanda needs me tonight and I'm going to be here for her. Sorry. knocked me over with a feather when he told the truth. I mean, of all the times. Yeah. Um, so he's like, so could we, we can just do this tomorrow night. And she's like, maybe in a way that means no and hangs up. (laughs) And so there, we are at the dinner and Amanda's, you know, like she just looks really down, but it's a lot of self-pity, which A, is a boring look for Amanda Woodward. Yeah. But B is like not great story either. Um, and and she's like, yeah, remember when we used to come here when we were married? And it's like, yeah, I remember when you were married because it was five minutes ago. Um, and all of a sudden, even though they've already gone from his office to whatever restaurant they're at on the water like peter decides to be honest he's like 
I think I've put you on a pedestal above everyone else and I need to stop doing that. Um, especially when it's at Lexi's expense. So he's like, I'm going to leave. So now Amanda's there alone. Um, and the next thing we see is he comes to Lexi and, you know, like she's sitting there and she's relieved to see him and, and they just start going at it. So Peter has chosen Lexi over Amanda, um, which is like, okay, fine. There are so many points in the season where that could have been a bigger thread right to throw that in here when the focus should really be on what's happening with amanda and kyle or what's happening with amanda's guilt is kind of a non-starter but for any of you for the negative two people out there who were worried about peter and lexi's strength as a couple like here you go it's reinforced and that's where they leave it so it does look like kyle is going to figure something out about taylor fucking finally um yeah you know i'm just sort of waiting like how are we going to find out that christine is not christine yeah but and i don't remember how i guess we'll get there and we'll i do i mean I, rem- I remember that there's still more shit ahead with amanda and it's really like an annoying amanda thing um that i think it's probably gonna pick up more as quickly as next week Oh, okay, great. So Amanda can annoy annoy us more. I don't like it when Amanda annoys me. I like it. I like it when Amanda is no nonsense annoying. I like it when Amanda asserts herself to the point where it might hurt someone else who right. needs to hear it. I don't like it when Amanda is sad. I don't like it when Amanda is in a dumb relationship when she should know better than she yeah. has to be than that she has to be with anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, like we said last week and maybe the week before, and like you said at the beginning, I mean, I like the Billy Jennifer stuff. Yeah. That, I mean, that's kind I mean, of why I'm here at this do point, we have, right? Do we have any other couple on the show where there actually feels to be a genuine visible connection? Hmm. I would say, I mean... Maybe, maybe Taylor, um, Taylor, not Taylor, um, Megan and Coop, maybe, but even that feels not Taylor and Coop or Megan and Coop? Megan and Coop. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it's like, I see them working on paper more than I see it working on the show. Right. Yeah. And it's not really, and it's like, it's not really the fault of either of the actors. It's just like. It's the storyline. They're drawn like they're they're drawn together against something else. Like they're drawn together because they're each against Michael at this point more than what they have in common. Because I don't know that they've ever had more than two conversations where they actually opened up to each other about anything. I still don't know at this point if Coop actually knows about Megan's history as a prostitute before joining the show. Yeah, we have no idea about that. So, and we still have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if it caused him to just go to Philly on his own. I know. Oh, one other thing that's really funny and totally credit to Alyssa on this. So right at the end of the show when the credits began, um, Dan Gauthier is the actor who plays Jeff Baylor. Okay. and I don't know the name of Mario, the chef at Kyle's. And here's the reason why, because they have in the credits, Dan Gautier as Mario. So poor <gasps> Mario doesn't get his proper credit in the closing credits. Oh my God. Poor Mario. Poor Mario. Poor Mario. 
that credit appropriation. God, now I don't feel bad about my mistake. Yeah, we all make, as writers, we all we all make mistakes. Sometimes we we have typos or or, or get names wrong. Ah. <sighs> But this one is a mistake that has been living for 24 years, I imagine. <laughs> Nobody's corrected it. <laughs> I guess at that point, why bother? Yeah, I mean, I guess I could check IMDb and see if that's noted anywhere as, as an error, but I'm pretty sure that gaffe went unnoticed and unreported by so. everyone. I think so. That was a nice catch. Poor Mario. I feel like I should look and see what his name is, but... That, that's an eagle short. eye catch right there, that one. Alyssa, was. Karen said you have an eagle eye. Yeah, yeah, she just she just did the the two finger eye back and forth move. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's it, and that's enough that for these enough. these crazy people. That is enough. Let's go to the boulevard, man. We're going to the boulevard, guys. Please follow us over, um, and we wish you a good week. And if you guys are keeping up with us on the block, let us know how you feel about the episodes and the storylines and if you agree or think we're being too harsh. I would actually love it if you thought we were being too harsh. I don't think I won't correct myself, but but yeah, I'd like to hear it. So anyway, you guys take care and we will see you next week back on the block. Bye. (laughs) 